there, everybody. We got a we got a big event coming up here in a couple of months. It's the 75th. It's hard to believe 75 years, but it's the 75th annual National Hardware Show out in Las Vegas. And and on this episode of Taking Care of Business, I got an opportunity to, to sit down with with a, a gentleman who I, I I definitely think is an industry friend. It's Rich Russo from the National Hardware Show, and and and, and I encourage you to stay tuned because we're just not going to talk about you know it's not just a sales pitch for what's going on at the National Hardware Show, but we want to talk about, you know, the importance of of these face-to-face interactions and, and, and why that kind of interaction is still so relevant in, in, in our society today and, in our, and particularly in our industry. And uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what's going on in, in trade shows in general. We'll talk about getting seafood out in Las Vegas. We'll talk about a lot of fun stuff. So I encourage you to sit back, grab a beverage, and uh, tune in for the rest of the podcast where we talk to Rich Russo. I just wanted to make sure everybody listening knows that if you're an independent home improvement retailer in the United States or Canada, you're already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association. And so that means if you're a hardware store, home center, or lumber yard, and you're independently owned, you're already a member of NRHA. And the NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways, from Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become better and more profitable business owners. So we encourage you to make sure you take advantage of the services that are available to you that can help you better compete. To learn more about what NRHA does for you, make sure you visit us at www.nrha.org. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Taking Care of Business podcast. Uh, have an old friend with us today, uh, Rich Russo from the National Hardware Show. Rich, welcome to Taking Care of Business. Thank you for having me, Dan. I uh, appreciate being here. Yeah, it's uh, it's always good. Uh, you and I, uh, this time of year, we usually start talking a lot, and then we'll talk a lot for like three or four months, and then we don't talk for a while. It's it's kind of like the relationship with my wife, I guess, in some ways. Absolutely. And I, <laughs> but I, I do look forward to this time every year because I really enjoy our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife says, too. It's funny. <laughs> well, w- welcome to the show, Rich. Uh, exciting year this year. This is the 75th anniversary, hard to believe, of the National Hardware Show. You have not been here for all 75 you know, years. Uh, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, I have not been here for 75 years. But yeah, the show's certainly evolved over uh, a 75-year span, and we uh, we started the show in in New York City. It, it had a 30-year run there and close to a 30-year run in Chicago after that. And we've kind of been in Las Vegas since 2004. So um, we've uh, we've spanned a, a lot of different locations over the 75 years, and, and we're excited to, to go another 75. Yeah, man, we were talking about that right before we started recording, that the, the hardware show has been in Vegas for 16 years now. That just, it, it just blows my mind that it's been 16 years already that it's been in Las Vegas. And- uh, I mean... It, it, going to the Chicago show forever, and, and and now I guess it's just been in Vegas forever. <laughs> I guess I guess that just means we're we're old, Dan. I mean, really, in, in all honesty, I think from that standpoint, the fact that we know it from Chicago and we've uh, seen it, it, you know, evolve to Las Vegas. We've been in the industry a little while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, good segue here. I guess location isn't the only thing that evolves with the show. Uh, maybe you could talk to us a little bit about people headed to the 75th uh, hardware show. What kind of things can they expect there? What do you guys What do you guys have on tap? 
so the seventy. Will there be birthday cake? There will. You know, it's a good question. Actually, <laughs> we'll have to stay tuned, and uh, you'll have to come and find out. <laughs> yeah, so um, one more reason to come to Vegas. Absolutely, cake. cake absolutely. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously, trade shows in general have evolved just dramatically. I mean. The funny part was is we're in the 75th anniversary this year, so we started pulling out some old directories oh, and, yeah. and looking at some from the 50s and the 60s and looking at how people captured leads and notes and stuff and having handwritten notes within the directories. It was just hysterical. And now in the digital world we live in, I mean, the ability for people to do business so much more efficiently and effectively, technology plays such a huge factor in, in how the show has evolved. Um, that we, we just really are amazed at how quickly things are changing uh, from the industry standpoint. And certainly the, the trade show industry has to, has to change to, you know, to mirror that, that speed of change in the industry. Yeah, it's interesting that you touch on that because it's kind of fascinating. I, I go to a lot of shows, you know, the hardware shows, the biggest of the year that, that, that we are involved in. But but I get to go to a lot of shows and, and it really is just kind of the the look, the feel, the way you interact at any trade show these days is different. What I mean, th this is kind of you work on the hardware show, but you're a trade show guy. So so what, what do you think about kind of how the nature of trade shows is changing? Well, again, as as we mentioned earlier, I mean, the technology is just so much more advanced than it used to be. I mean, you used to hand over uh, business cards and they'd get lost <laughs> yeah. in your bag or you'd lose them back in your office and then try and figure out who did you speak to? at a show. I mean, we're actually changing and transforming the National Hardware Show this year into a smart event. Yeah. Okay. And one of the most exciting things we've got coming up is we're partnering with a company called Condugo. And what they have provided is a technology to put the power in the hands of the retailers that are attending the show. So now the retailer doesn't have to wait for an exhibitor to follow up with them after the show or look for their business cards that they may have lost. They have the ability the ability in their hands um, and in their badge is a smart oh. chip so they will be able to walk to any exhibitors uh, stand or any product location in any of our feature areas they'll be able to tap that badge to their reader located in the booth they'll instantly get access to all the company's information oh, nice. uh, about the product about the contact information so they will never lose sight of where they've been and what companies they've seen throughout their journey at the national hardware show Oh, that's 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 incredibly interesting. Any other things that uh, that are kind of new this year that you want to talk about at the show? So another thing that um, we're planning again, 75th anniversary. So there's kind of I'm going to give you a little sneak, sneak peek, but um, things that we're hoping to do this year, but they may uh, you know they may not happen necessarily. But um, we really want to make this a unifying event. And one of the things that we're really excited about is we haven't had kind of an opening night reception. And oh, I don't okay. like to say opening night reception because that's just like an old school trade show term. We're really calling it an opening night bash. We want people to come engage, um, rub elbows with people they might not have seen. The show is huge. It's it's you know it's going to have 2,500 exhibiting companies, you know 30,000 people. You're not going to get to see everybody you want to during the show hours. Yeah. So we need to provide access points for people to connect outside of this trade show. And and having an open opening night uh, bash really to us is is something unifying for the industry. Uh, gives the ability for people to network outside of the the traditional business space of the trade show, and, and it's kind of a fun atmosphere that people will be able to uh, to to do business, you know, again outside the show. Well, you, you know, you used a term there, unifying, and, and it's one of the things that you know we we NRHA has worked closely with the National Hardware Show for for, for years, uh, promoting the event and and talking about the importance of events like this. 
And I think it's one of the thing, one of the reasons NRHA is able to really get behind an event like the National Hardware Show is because you and I work closely together, so we kind of understand this. But there's so many similarities in kind of NRHA's mission and the mission of an event like the National Hardware Show is that is that NRHA, we try and be unifying. I mean, we always joke that we're kind of like the Switzerland of the industry. And, and but that's really the the position the hardware show occupies as well. It's it's if we're one of the only associations in in the industry that kind of welcomes retailer independent retailers of all stripes and of all all backgrounds uh, you guys are the same way you're, you 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 this is really the one of the few events that's out there where whatever kind of retailer you are you're welcome here it doesn't matter what wholesale banner you fly it doesn't matter what type of store you are in the in the home improvement industry it, it's it's really a valuable opportunity where all these groups can get together face to face to face and then they interact with other channel members. Uh, I mean, it, it's certainly the largest event of that type in the industry. Is that? I mean, that's obviously one of the things that that makes it unique from your perspective as well. I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, we we don't specifically fly any banner, so we you know we invite uh, big box retailers down to the mom and pop independent hardware store, um, and everybody in between, from the ma- massive online retailers to um, you know to the wholesalers and distributor communities. So we, we certainly welcome all. Um, on the buyer side as well as the exhibitor side, sure. we have you know multinational uh, billion-dollar companies that exhibit in the show, and we also have inventors who might have one product that's you know scratched on a napkin that they're looking to launch at the National Hardware Show, and and have that ability to do so in that format. And to me, quite honestly, one of my favorite parts of the show is that aspect of it. And, and I mean, obviously, you have the big booths and you have the big companies, and 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 that's that's a big part of the show. But one of the more fun aspects of the show to me is finding and seeing those new guys that are new to the market space. And and we do things like our Retailers Choice Awards, and we've been doing that for man, I think it's over fifty years now in association with the show. And the coolest part of that is seeing the retailers that we have judging those awards find those new and unique products and those success stories from these little guys that are quite literally in many cases, like you said, sketched out their products on a on a napkin. And now they see it coming to the National Hardware Show where all of a sudden retailers are saying, hey, I want this in my stores. And that's kind of the, the success path, isn't it? I, I mean, those are the those are the fun stories. I, I'm sure you have a bunch of those kind of stories that you guys get to hear. Yeah, you bet. I mean, I mean, the. The format and the vehicle that the National Harbor Show provide is, is is truly unique in that in that format. We've had over the past few years probably about a thousand inventors. Each year is about 150 to 200 inventors that participate. And again, they have these products that that you know somebody's thought up in their garage and thought this is a better way to do something. And and from the industry's perspective. New products are the lifeblood. I mean, that's what yeah. all these retailers are looking for. It's a differentiation for them. It's something new. It's something that consumers look at and they say, wow, I'd, I wish I had thought of that. And I can't tell you how many products that are represented in the inventor spotlight at the National yeah. Harbor Show that I've said, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> well, that's the th- that, that's really cool, too, is because a lot of these products that I end up seeing, it, it's like it, it still is that same age old story of someone just found a simple solution to a problem that people have. And well, well here's a product. And and yeah, I wish I certainly would have some of those insights. Uh, and there are there are amazing uh, products that are that are launched and 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 basically explored every year at the Inventor Spotlight. Not only there, I mean, we certainly have a lot of companies that have so much innovation and they're bringing new products to the the forefront, to the show every year. And so 
when we look at the National Harbor Show and the industry overall, again, new products are what's what's really driving things, and and the ability for us to kind of provide that that vehicle for people to find new, find new products, find innovation um, each and every year is just is just amazing. That's why I think this show will never get old. Well, y- you know, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, our audience is, is independent retailers uh, for the association and who we speak to. And we do research every year that's in conjunction that you guys help sponsor and support. And one of the things that we ask independent retailers is where do you see your biggest areas of opportunity for growth? And consistently, since we have been doing that research, in the top three is always finding new products and niches for my business. So with that, I just kind of almost in some ways want to challenge retailers and say, if you're truly looking for unique products and niches, where are you going to find those products? If that's if that's what so many of you tell us is your pathway to growth for your business, are you really looking beyond kind of your, your immediate sphere of influence to find those products? And there's really no better place to go to look for those kind of things than a show like the National Hardware Show. When when you're going to see manufacturers that are either brand new to the industry or some of the uh, uh, you know guys, the venerable brands that have been around for a while, that are really rolling it out and in, in introducing things, and and it's not just kind of that narrow slice of the pie. It's kind of from across the spectrum of kind of manufacturers. And and I think you touched on a really good point there. Is that we have these inventors, and as I mentioned, some of them have a, a product concept scratched on a napkin. Some of them have a prototype. Some of them have full production capabilities. Sure. Um, so it does it does you know span the the gamut of of different uh, um, capabilities from the inventors community. But most of them don't have the ability to supply to massive retailers, right. big box retailers, or or huge orders. They're so not the opportunity, yet. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the opportunity for the independent retailer to really get a foothold with some of these products yeah. that are differentiators. They're new. They're innovative. They've never been seen before. And there, there is a real opportunity at the National Harbor Show to be able to find and source these products and kind of give themselves a leg up in, in the competition. You know, as long as I'm issuing challenges to retailers, another challenge I would issue is one of the most dynamic areas that, that's that's in the span of the 75 years of the show, certainly relatively new, but one of the most dynamic and exciting areas uh, is your outdoor area that you have at the, the, the show where you feature tailgate, barbecue, things like that. And I would challenge retailers that go to the show not to find something in that area that wouldn't be a good addition to their store, particularly as so many independent retailers are getting into that and really trying to differentiate their operations with that barbecue kind of outdoor living and outdoor lifestyle niches. Should we expect the same kind of thing this year kind of in the outdoor area? Absolutely. And, and, you know, you hit on my favorite part of the show. You said the inventors was kind of yours. I do appreciate the inventors. I love them dearly. Um, but something near and dear to my heart is the tailgate, backyard, and barbecue area. Um, I have so much fun out there. There's just, again, there's innovation, new products being launched. But as people are you know, looking at their houses and their living space, and as you said, their lifestyle, it's certainly, it, it, expands, out, it expands outside more and more every year. And people are u- utilizing that space. Uh, to be able to um, decorate and and have uh, seating areas and areas that they can have friends over and and the ability to source those products at the National Harbor Show is certainly not lost right. and the ability to have about uh, we have about 120 companies that participate in the tailgate backyard and barbecue area and that product ranges from outdoor patio furniture to umbrellas to fire pits to cooking utensils to grills and all the fun things that you want to do to uh, you know enhance your outdoor 
lifestyle. Plus, there's always usually a lot of fun stuff going on out there from getting getting free food and drinks to mechanical bulls and all kinds of other. Seeing a lot of stuff going on. Out it never there. it never ceases to amaze me how people are looking to up their game out there and yeah. make it engaging for uh, the the attendees to come look at what's new out there. So yeah, there's amazing food that they're cooking. They're bringing in celebrity chefs. Um, they're cooking like their specialty dishes. So I mean, it is really uh, a fun atmosphere as well as an opportunity to find some some great products. You, you know, going, going back to what we were talking about trade shows for a little bit, I, I distinctly remember probably 15 or so years ago having a talk with some people in and around NRHA that were just saying, you know, one of the ways the industry has changed in the last 20 years at that point is that there used to be the kind of this like fraternal desire of, of, of back then, you know, 35 years ago at this point, people wanted to, business owners wanted to get together and share ideas and stuff. And, and they were expressing that 10, 15 years ago, they didn't feel that that same kind of atmosphere was in the industry. And I got to say, I really think from what we've seen at NRHA and what we see happening at, at the National Hardware Show, that's kind of changing, that it seems like maybe there was a spell where, where people weren't getting out of their stores as much and weren't going to those kind of activities. But it seems now as maybe the next generation of retail owners and managers is coming up, at least I feel there seems like there is this desire to, to want to group up again and want to have kind of those live events where they can share ideas and information and so on. Are you guys kind of feeling that as well? You know, I think you're right. And, and as we look at kind of the way that the trade show industry has evolved, there was. There was sort of this um, exclusivity. People didn't want to show things at the show that maybe that they were afraid somebody or a retailer might be uh, seeing uh, ahead, of, ahead of the show. Um, but there's so much more than just products at the National Harbor Show. And I think you touched on it when you mentioned uh, the camaraderie and the ability to network and the ability to talk to retailers that are going through similar challenges. I mean, we can all learn from each other. There may be something that a retailer in Texas might be able to learn from a retailer in, in Maine. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, the ability to, to bring unifying the industry together, bringing everybody to this event um, gives that ability to uh, learn to find new products, to source new products, to network and to develop their own uh, relationships with with different retailers and, and vendors from across the globe. Well, you, you know, and here's a point that I want to make sure that, that I make, because I think it's a pretty important point as it as it revolves around shows in the National Hardware Show, is I, I, I recently wrote a column in the magazine about high-performance retailers and what what is a hype, what, what's the difference between what we would call a high-performance retailer and just your average retailer. And I'll tell you one of the big differences that isn't quite as tangible as something you see on, on paper um, is high-performance retailers' willingness to engage in activities outside their stores. And, and you could probably, you know, testify to this more, more than anybody. When I'm at the National Hardware Show and I look around our NRHA village area, and, and NRHA has been holding its industry conference in conjunction with the show for over a decade now, but when I look around, you see a lot of those high-performance retailers, the top guys in the industry on the independent side that are always at the National Hardware Show. So that's why I sometimes question if someone says, ah, is there a value in going to the show? Well, there's a reason these top guys in the industry make it to shows like that. And I know a lot of it is to see, is it, uh, of it is to see products, but a lot of it is also 
because I want to do exactly what you're talking about. I want to see what's going on at other retailers, hopefully attend some of the events that we're putting on, some of the some of the seminars and keynotes and so on that we have going on, but also just to bump into these guys and grab a cup of coffee and, and, and talk about operations. There's a reason the high-performance guys are at the show, and that's something that I hope resonates with the guys that maybe want to become high-performance guys. Well, it's a great point, and, and as a matter of fact, our entire marketing message this year kind of centers around evolving or else, yeah. and and we call it the three E's because underneath the evolve or else is the equip, equip yourself. Um, we want them to come to the show and make sure they're finding those products. We want them yeah. to we want to empower them, and we want them to engage in in networking with their customers. But but the engagement piece is exactly what you're talking about. You said it best. There, there's a reason they're high. Uh, high-performance retailers because they are doing things. You wouldn't take money and throw it in the stock market and just, you know, randomly assume it's going to, you know, multiply. <laughs> yeah. You do your research. You'd actually make sure that you're doing everything you could to make sure that you're investing in the best possible way you can. At the National Harbor Show, we want you to engage. We have tools there for you to be able to make the most out of your time, both efficiently and effectively, to make sure that you're coming to the show and walking away with tangible products. Um, great deals and and content that you wouldn't get elsewhere. Well, and, and when you ask yourself, if you are a retailer and you are listening to this and you ask yourself, you know, is there something of value for me at the show? I, I mean, I just say simply from what we've talked about, top high performance independent retailers are at the show, wholesalers, wholesale buying teams are at the show, top big box brands are at the show, top online retailers are at the show. Maybe you should start by asking yourself, why are all those guys going to the show and I'm not going to the show? And what do I miss if I'm not the, one of those guys going to the show? I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I can't say that any better. And, and from that standpoint, we certainly invite them to come. And we want to make sure that their experience is as valuable as possible. We understand time away from your store um, is a resource. And, and we certainly want to make sure that we're capitalizing as much as we can on that, that valuable time that you're out of your uh, your retail environment. So we do have the tools in place. And, and to me, Conduco is one of those. And, and that when we talked about a smart event and the ability for retailers to now engage more actively and freely with, with exhibitors and vendors is, is a game changer in this show. I mean, I can't understate that enough, uh, overstate enough, whichever one it is. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, from that standpoint, the retailers now have the power in their hands. They get to control the communications, right. and they'll get all the information uh, based on the, the the taps that they do within certain booths or, or feature areas. You know, I've heard from some people who say, you know, I went to the show years ago, um, and, and, you know, it, it comes up, and I, I, you know, sometimes I'll think about scheduling, sometimes I don't. Maybe I try and go every other year. For someone that hasn't been to the show in a while, what would be your kind of proposition to get them back, particularly for the 2020 show? Well, a, again, exactly what we've kind of been talking about as far as the, the industry is changing so rapidly that the product uh, uh, innovation that's being displayed at the show, along with the technology and the ability for them to interact, is so much more freely. I know, and, and I'll be honest, um, we've we've heard that the, it can be challenging at the National Harbor Show for independent retailers to interact with with some of the exhibitors or vendors on the show floor. We're changing that with with the programs that we have in place, and we're making sure that the ability uh, for them to make the most out of their time at the show is valuable time well spent. Um, so we want to make sure that they, if they've come in the past, this is a different, this is a different era. Technology is helping us so much more, yeah. and we're learning every day about ways to uh, increase the touch points between our independent retailers and the vendors and the manufacturers on the show floor. 
We, uh, at this year's all-industry conference, like I said, that we've been for over a decade now hosting in conjunction with the National Hardware Show, our theme this year is industry disruptors. And and we're looking at that from, from really the idea of what are the things and companies and individuals who are kind of change agents within the industry. Some of, it's, some of it could be positive, some of it could be neutral, some of it could be, you know, what are the threats that are emerging? What would you say, you know, are some of the disruptors kind of in trade shows right now? Is it, is it technology the big disruptor? Is that kind of the thing that's changing the way people interact at these events? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely technology because, I mean, I think people still have that or have that mentality now that everything's online and I can just see and source everything. Sure. But you know what? That doesn't replace a relationship, an ability to meet face-to-face, an ability. Technology is going to help you. Um but there's a reason why brick and mortar is not going away, and people still want to go and pick up products, touch and feel them, see how they work, hear from a person face to face about the benefits of this product versus that product, and and that's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. So from that standpoint, you know, there's there's a, an immense amount of value to be to be learned from coming to events like the National Harbor Show. If I'm an independent retailer and I'm on the fence, what what, what do you think? Uh, is there a way to do justice to say, man, if you come out for one day, you could see a lot of the show? I mean, I know it's a big show, but but even kind of just seeing what it's all about is that is that kind of worth it? If that's kind of the, absolutely. The I mean, yeah. you you mentioned high high performance retailers. I mean, the, again, the reason they're at the show is because they're finding ways to do business better. Whether it be yeah. the content that they're learning, the education that they're getting from some of the stage sessions, or whether they're getting best practices from from retailers that are in their either in their network or out of their network and then certainly the products that they're going to be able to to get access to that'll differentiate them so yeah absolutely i mean even for the day it's worth it are you uh, i mean you're in the trade show industry are you are you kind of a trade show junkie i mean do you do you i mean you probably get to go to a lot of trade shows every year i i go to a number of trade shows yeah so uh, certainly that's uh that's my life (laughs) what okay well i got two questions for you then what what is the trade show that you think is kind of like Man, this is this is a show that is just. I mean, of course, aside from the National Hardware Show, is a show that is like th- this is a really top notch trade show. And the second follow up question to that is, what is your favorite trade show you've ever been to personally? Okay, so the I'd say the trade show that I'm, and I'll I'll phrase it this way: the trade show that I'm most envious of. Okay, that's is CES. I mean, again, from that standpoint, I I I view the National Hardware Show as the CES of the home improvement industry. Yeah. Consumer electronics show. Consumer yeah. electronics yeah. show, correct. And um, I I would certainly, I envy that in the fact that I believe they have every big brand involved and engaged. They're constantly launching new products. The media coverage is like out of this world. So from that standpoint, that is my, I would say I would, most envious of the the CES, I think they put on a tremendous event, and they are um, well equipped to to take consumer electronics into the future. Yeah. What about personal favorite? So, so this is kind of a tough one. Um, I'm a golf fan to some extent, so I it is one of our shows, which is the PGA Merchandise Show, okay. which to me is just so cool. In the fact that it's a pretty cool show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys yeah, have uh, you've attended there, attended it in the past, and just the ability to me demo day is is an is an opportunity for you know golf geeks like me to be able to just go and swing a club. But nobody's nobody. There's no gallery looking at you, but you get to test the brand new clubs that are not even on the market yet. The brand new golf balls, the brand new, uh, you know, shoes or, or or whatever new products are coming out there. So yeah, the, the the PGA merchandise show, which happens in January in Orlando, is definitely one of my favorites. 
you know, it's kind of funny. Our, our managing editor, Melanie Mowell, she came up to me the other day, and we were just talking about calendar events. And, and, and she has on her schedule this year the, I think it's officially called the Candy and Snack Show. Ah. And, 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 of course, I was like, first, like, okay, Melanie, I, I obviously you want to get to the Candy and Snack Show. But, but I mean, the truth of the matter is candy and snacks are becoming such a huge part of, of you know, those consumables that independent retailers are offering. So there's certainly a legitimate reason for her to be at the show. But I just thought it was kind of funny that there's there seems to be a show literally for just about anything. I would absolutely agree to, to the point of <laughs> we even put on shows uh, in our own building here that are uh, e-sports and e-gaming. And to me, it's just amazing that you're going to get 100,000 people in a location to watch yeah, people play video games like that just blows my mind. But yeah. um, maybe maybe my generation isn't looking at that. But I know my kids' generation is. Well, we used to joke about the fact that you know, as a as a associ- a trade association. There are literally associations for everything. And we used to go to some of these conferences for associations. And there was, I remember sitting next to these guys that actually had a magazine. And we were in this one session. And they were for, it was an association for barbershop quartets. And they had a magazine (laughs) that was for barbershop quartets. And uh, that was kind of Oh, yeah. The one, I remember I was in Orlando for a, a, a trade show in the industry. And the hotel I was staying at had the funeral director's uh, convention. And there was a lot of black suits and black ties uh, (laughs) walking around the lobby of the hotel that I was staying in. It might be, it could be like a horror movie, (laughs) I'd imagine, going through the booths. It was a little frightening. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't go in the show itself, but even the lobby was uh, scary enough. I was at a a different show one time where it was a hardware show was in, uh, in, in one part of the conference center. And there was a comic-con style event in the other and it was really it was I, I could have just filmed the whole thing watching these hardware show folks hardware folks walk around with people dressed like elves and wizards and stuff like that it was just like surreal it's almost. and it was world. it happened to be in texas so that kind of added a different dimension to it so but well talking about odd blends las vegas is, has been the home now for 16 years and and las vegas is certainly a city these days for for people watching and and uh um, Las Vegas in May, it's kind of a ti- nice time to be out there. This year it happens to be uh, uh, right around Cinco de Mayo. And, and, and so it's certainly a lot of things to do in Vegas in addition to attending the hardware show. So not a bad home for the show. Absolutely. I mean, from from all of the sites and attractions at uh, Las Vegas, you really can't go wrong. I think the funny part is everyone everyone thinks because our show is in Las Vegas that you love to gamble. Honestly, not my thing. I'm not really a gambler. Yeah. I like I like my money too much because every time I have gambled, I don't I don't walk away from the table with any uh, any more money than I started with. That's for sure. So definitely um, not my thing, the gambling thing. But but I I just appreciate all that there is to do in Las Vegas. And from when we bring out our whole team to go out there and have uh, amazing dinners and and having nightlife and things to do even outside of the show is just it's just unbelievable location to. What's have your favorite show. thing to do in Vegas? Well, for me, it's the restaurants. I mean, you yeah. can literally get like top first. I mean, I'm I'm in the Northeast myself, so we get pretty good seafood here. But I mean, again, you the middle can't, of the desert, they have some pretty damn. They good do seafood. honestly. <laughs> they fly it in fresh, and it's amazing. So I mean, they. They, uh, the, the restaurants, just the, the absolute variety that you have, and you can really pick anything you want in just about any hotel, and there's amazing food available. 
kind of last question I have for you, Rich, is, is, is we're bringing it down a little bit. <laughs> but how do you think trade shows kind of remain relevant uh, moving forward? What are, what are the keys to saying, you know, this is something I'm sure is on your mind every day. But 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 how do you how do you maintain a place kind of within the channel as the channel continues to change? Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly it is the channel continues to change. So we're providing an opportunity for people to follow that change, um, to be on top of that change, really. In, in more senses than uh, than not, but but the trade show industry to me will never go away because of that face to face interaction and that need for people to connect. Um, I, I mean, even us sitting here together, you know, face to face and having discussions and conversations to me is always so much more valuable. You gain more insights, you learn more about each other uh, than you ever will on a conference call or uh, over a Skype or anything like that. So, I mean, to me, um, trade shows are a vital part of how we do business, um, not just because I'm in the trade show industry, <laughs> but but in all honesty, because I believe that that face to face interaction um, will, will remain forever. Well, and it's the same. Not not a whole lot different than the argument you hear about brick and mortar retail. Is that is that, yeah, I could push a button right now and buy something and not ever have to interact in any way, shape, or form with a human. And even if they, after it's dropped on my porch, I don't even have to see the <laughs> delivery driver. But there's still that desire to have that face-to-face -face affirmation, that face-to-face -face interaction. That most people would say brick and mortar will change, but it's not going away. It's exactly right. And that's what we're trying to do at the Hardware Show is we're trying to change with the industry. We're not trying to fight change. Um, we just need to make sure that we're providing a product and, and services and education and content and, and everything that's going to help retailers compete in this environment, not, not hurt them. Well, and one last note that I want to make that I think is real important, and I've said this several times, that, that our two organizations have worked really closely, certainly over the last decade. But I, can't, I don't know of an organization that we work with that is as um, determined as you guys to cater to the needs of the independent retailers. I mean, one of the conversations you and I and our two groups have all the time, every year, year after year, is you just come out and you say, Dan, what do we need to do to better meet the needs of the independent retailers? Because they're such an important part of how we want to drive the show forward that that if you're an independent retailer and you're listening to the podcast is that it, it, it is that the hardware show has it continues to try to evolve to better meet your needs. And maybe you could just kind of close us out here by talking a little bit about the importance of the independent retailers' attendance and, and interaction at the National Hardware Show. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the National Hardware Show, we've got 2,500 vendors that are coming. That's a huge opportunity for independent retailers to source different vendors than are located at some of the big, big box retailers. So it doesn't always have to be a big brand name. It has to be a great quality product. And, and at the show, they're able to find and source products from a multitude of different uh, countries, uh, different uh, uh, capabilities and scales. So the independent retailer is vitally important to the industry, vitally important to the National Harbor Show. We have over the last decade working with NRHA and, and your team tried to provide an atmosphere that's valuable for them. And by all means, we don't have it perfect. But every year we try and get better. And that's our goal is to make it more valuable for uh, the independent retailers that do come. Because, again, we want them to be those high-performing yeah. independent retailers, give them the ability, give them the tools to succeed at their own businesses when they go back after the show. And one thing I give you guys a lot of credit for is you are always open to feedback. You, you guys always say – 
particularly to independent retailers at the show, is we want to hear about your experience, good, bad, or indifferent. We want to hear because we want to get better at it. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, my door's always open. My phone never stops ringing. I'm willing <laughs> to take a call from anybody uh, or an email about ways that they think that we could improve the show for their, uh, pers- from their perspective because this is the National Hardware Show. I work for the National Hardware Show, but I'm not the National Hardware Show. This is yeah. the industry show, and this is for all those retailers out there, and we want to make this show as, as best uh, an, an opportunity for them to further their businesses each and every day. Well said. Hey, Rich, thanks again for sitting down and letting us record one of our conversations. Not too different from normal conversations we have other than the microphone stuck in our face. But thanks for being a guest and and look forward to seeing you out at the National Hardware Show. Perfect. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate being here. Thank you.